0: I want to start today with a shout-out to Northern Virginia Orthodontics. It opens its doors in Brambleton, Virginia in 2008, but has grown into four locations and has changed over 20,000 smiles. NVO is proud to be the number one Invisalign provider in the nation and has treated more Invisalign patients in the D.C. metro area than any other provider. Check them out on the web, www.nvorthodontics.com. listening to the real recruiting story podcast where current
1: college baseball players reflect on the recruiting process. Every player has a personal story that hasn't been shared until now. The quest to get committed by a college doesn't have to be a difficult journey. Mark Wright has coached dozens of high school baseball players, helping literally hundreds of showcase players navigate the next chapter of their careers.
0: Now, here's your host, Mark Rye. Zach Agnos was all-conference, all-region, and all-state out of Battlefield High School in Haymarket, Virginia. As a shortstop, he batted 436 his senior year with 31 hits and 25 RBIs. On the mound, he posted a 1.78 ERA and struck out 67 batters while only walking 17. In 2020, during his true freshman campaign, He was one of five players to start all 17 games during the shortened COVID-19 season. He had a stretch where he reached base safely in 10 consecutive games. And as a freshman, he did not commit an error in 34 chances. In 2021, Zach batted 270 with six homers, 15 doubles, and 43 RBIs. He's playing in the Cape this year. Welcome to the show, Zach Agnos. What's
2: up, brother? How are you? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. I appreciate you having me on, taking the time to talk. Yeah, man. So up in the Cape, huh? Let, let's go right at that. Let's
0: talk about the, the Cape. What's the atmosphere like at games?
1: I mean, you come from ECU, the jungle. Everybody knows that's a packed, crazy place. What's the what's the fan atmosphere like up in the Cape?
2: It depends on the place. We get pretty good amount of fans. I mean, we're actually, we start off really good. I think we're nine, one and three right now. So we can win a lot of games. So a lot more people have been coming, but. There have been some games where it's not been many fans. I'll tell you the best park that we played at was in Orleans. They had a hill down the right field line, and they had – I mean, there was no – you couldn't see grass because everybody was just packed on top. So it's its uh, nothing compared to ECU for sure. It's definitely – it's really cool to see how passionate people are about baseball up here.
1: Well, super competitive atmosphere too, right? I, I would assume oh, just yeah. every night you're just running into ridiculous arms. Yeah. yeah. And any of your buddies – are, are they down there with you that are either on your team or that you play against?
2: Lyle Millergreen's up here. Grew up playing with him. Love that kid. My roommate, Josh, he goes to ECU as well. Benjamin Blackwell, Ben Blackwell. He's okay. uh, So there's a definitely guys.
1: With- Have you played against Lyle
2: Millergreen yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And were yeah. you able to trash talk with him a little? We just made him go back and forth. I actually texted him after the game came and said, thank you, because my first at bat, I hit a ball to right field. And he was playing right field. He said the sun was in his eye and uh, <laughs> didn't see the ball and I ended up getting a base hit and a tri- uh, they gave me a hit and it triple so it was pretty funny I, it was a good time
1: nice so, so what's the setup like uh living wise you, are you with you're with the host family
2: yeah so we got a host family and this year with COVID I guess born didn't have a ton of people like step up and offer for rooms and stuff so they were short on beds is what the housing lady told me and so uh, this family that I'm with they usually host the Wareham Gateman which uh, literally the next town over but uh, there's some bad blood she comes to the game my host mom comes to the games. and she's like I can't root. it's like I'll root for you when you hit but I can't root for you guys to win get yeah. out of here really yeah. so she's a fan of the other oh,
1: yeah. team but she's hosts, some out wow, she's a true baseball enthusiast oh yeah. just helping out college baseball that's yeah, awesome
2: and, and the best part is their kid actually went to ECU and the was a manager on the football team years ago and no, they take. They definitely take care of us. It's awesome. Yeah, wow. we live on a we live on a farm. We got about, I think it's like twenty three acres, cattle, horses, and they have a bee farm. They uh, harvest their own honey. Got a big wow. pool. Yeah, that's it's pretty awesome. cool. It
1: sounds pretty laid back, pretty chill oh, compared yeah. to the hustle and bustle in uh, Northern Virginia. Oh, okay. That's for sure.
2: Oh yeah, that's no, that's for sure. There's not wrong on <laughs> that one.
1: Nice. Well, well, how about ECU? That I, mean, I know you already played. You played seventeen games last year, but this year, and I mean, you obviously your stats were great. What was it like? I mean, you guys won your conference, right? And you went to regional, super regionals. Yep. I mean, how how kick-ass was that for you guys? You got to be super pumped. I and mean, it was that like oh, storybook, yeah. your first year in college or what?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was just different because, you know, there's no fans, which everybody, I, I mean, one of the main reasons I want to teach you is because the jungle and, you know, like everybody's like, oh, the fans, just,
0: like, they're yeah. awesome.
2: and we're playing in front of our parents only and you only see 50 people up there. So it's a little bit different, but towards the end of the season, they started opening up 50%. And then we win the conference regular season sweep it, get the one seat in the tournament. We didn't win the conference tournament. That was a lot of fun. That was, I mean, that was the greatest weekend of my life. Like uh, the fans, the atmosphere, the competition, you know, we had two good, I mean, Maryland and Charlotte, they both really, really good. I think Maryland ranked at the end of the year. Charlotte was ranked the whole year. Then we go to Vandy and run into the two best arms in the nation. And, well, actually, I think two of the three best arms in the nation. I think our Friday night guy would be up there with them. So, uh, Oh, yeah, obviously
1: he did really good. But, oh, that's good. Yeah. So how about before you ran into Vandy, who would you say, just for you, or like forget your team's thought, like who did you bat against that you thought was like a, a comparable arm to like a Kumar? Was there anybody or was it that
2: different? There was a guy from Cincinnati, I mean, not even close to Kumar Rocker, but yeah. – he was a side, he was like a submarine. His, I mean, his hand would literally like scrape the dirt and he was low 90s and he had this frisbee slider. And I just went up there and I was like, I hope I get a fastball because if it's not, I'm going to be, I'm going to swing this of his hand because I, I mean, it felt like it got on you like that. And I mean, it was crazy. I, that was one of the most uncomfortable. I mean, he stepped across it like he was right, he stepped across it like he was throwing the ball right at your face. And I was like, this is just not fun.
1: Well, you seem to navigate the whole season pretty good. Yeah. What, what position are you playing up in
2: the Cape? Mainly third. I plan on having me bounce around in the field, short, second. I mean, we got. I mean, there's so much talent up here. I mean, it's crazy. So
1: yeah. So we're gonna take this all the way back. Before you got committed, do you remember when you were trying to get committed? Were you going to showcase camps or college camps, or were you just simply, I'm gonna play showcase and get recruited?
2: You know, it's not cheap playing baseball. And I didn't want to make my dad spend a lot more money than he needed to because, I mean, this start. I mean, you coached me. You were involved in my first offer, actually. You were the one who hooked me up. And, and I had guys in my corner, like you, Mike, Camp, everybody. You know, that's pretty much why I didn't go because I just had a lot of big, good people in my corner.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's different for everyone. That's why I, I like talking yeah. to everybody. I mean, when you're an elite player like yourself – you can just go out and play as long as you're playing in, you know, the right events and you have the right people advocating for you. I think, you know, some other people probably do have to be a little bit more resourceful. And some yeah, people have sure. to go to camps and events that, to shine a little bit more light on. Like anything. Yeah. I
2: mean, yeah. We got, I mean, we've had, I think we've got two or three kids on our team at ECU that they recruited through camp. So, I mean, two of those kids actually play a ton too. So it's, it's a different route, but, you know, they're there and they're playing. So, you know, it like, got the job done.
1: Yeah. Do you remember, what was recruitable about you? Were you a great defender, a big arm on the mound, a hitter? I know you're going to say everything, but what were you the best (laughs) at? Why did you get committed?
2: Well, actually, for me, it wasn't, I didn't even realize this until my freshman year of college. I was recruited mainly to be a pitcher, so I I had no idea. I don't know what it was like in your (laughs) eyes. I always thought I was going to be mainly a hitter and a position player. I guess, I, I mean, Coach Godwin said that, You know, his main thing was pitching with me. Like, he wanted me to do both, but he mainly wanted me to focus on pitching. He wanted me to be, he said, a pitcher that hits. That was that. I know a couple of schools talked to me only about pitching. So, I'm guessing it would be the pitching because, I mean, in high school, I was 175 pounds. So, you know, I couldn't go yard anytime I wanted to, uh, you know. What do you weigh right now? uh, About, just under 210. So, put on some weight.
1: Yeah. What do you think you run? Did you have you ran a 60 at all?
2: Uh, We haven't run a 60, but we run, they get our times down to first. And I'm, I mean, I'm anywhere from like a four, two, five to four, four. Okay. So, I mean,
0: it's not that's bad,
2: you know, better than what it was. We're ten, Yeah. That's big, dude. But, but yeah, back to your question. you
0: honestly,
1: when you were getting recruited, we never felt comfortable telling anybody what we thought you were like, we all disagree. Like all of us were like, why would I say, he's going to be a hitter or a shortstop or why would I right. say he's going to be a pitcher? So it was like, we just let each college make their own decision. And then I have to see right. you going through it. You saw it. some colleges said, nah, nah, I just see it as a pitcher. Okay. Well then yeah. offer him as a pitcher. I mean, he's going to compete and right. still hit. And other guys were, is he a, a no doubt shortstop? The dude can play infield. So I don't know. You can, you can decide to be short third. <laughs> so it right. sort of just sorted it out. And I think ECU figured one of those scenarios was going to work out you were either going to hit yeah, right or pitch or you know be a, a late inning defender I mean you're an athlete but you
2: know. right now that's as it turns out pitching. though you're
1: not pitching right
2: not as much I'm still planning to pitch they still plan to have me pitch but I, I don't I don't know how well that's going to be uh well, he said I'm not throwing any bullpens because like when I would throw bullpens I wouldn't throw across an infield and I don't say I, I'm not saying I need it but I like it just to you know keep a feel getting the ball yeah. across the diamond but I mean, doing both was a lot. I had to be out of the field a lot earlier than everybody. I'd be there a lot later. You know, I had to take care of my body. I had to go to treatment. I had to do stuff on my own, extra stretching. I had to go into the weight room earlier to do deep tissue stuff with the strength. I mean, we did so much extra. I mean, Coach Godwin was, he said, you can still handle it. He said, you handle it better than anybody who I've seen. You know, I yeah. guess hitting's taking more control now. And I guess hitting's looking like my path now. But,
1: Have you changed uh, anything with your swing? since you arrived at school
2: i mean minor adjustments I, I don't know if you remember but in high school i kind of had a leg kick but you know i kind of hung up when i loaded and yeah. timed it and so now i'm keeping my foot low you know more just i mean i'm still weight shifting back but not nearly as much because my head was moving a lot so everything
1: it's funny how as everybody gets older and at a higher level and more athletic and stronger that. at you have more simple movements. It's crazy right. how many it's 13, crazy. 14 year olds have so much body movement and they lack the strength and body awareness.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. I
1: just don't understand. Like, you're a 15 year old kid, you're having yeah. trouble being on time. And here's these guys who are playing like in the cave, guys are getting draft, guys are playing power five who move left. And I'll just scroll through videos and show them. And I'll be like,
2: well, what makes right. you no. think
1: you. And it, it's not that I, I tell you, they can't, you know, have a big leg kick, but sometimes the old adage is less is more. Like,
2: Yeah, that was my biggest thing. Well, yeah. putting on 25
1: pounds for you is a big deal too.
2: Yeah, that's too. You change
1: your your foot a little bit, your leg kick, whatever, and 25 yeah. pounds is probably pretty killer. That's probably right. a lot more exit
2: speed, buddy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it, the head movement, because the leg kick, my head would go back, head would go forward. When I was doing it, I thought 90 was hard. I was like, oh, my gosh, but, like, now 90, 90 with my leg kick looks like 95, 96 with my stride now. And yeah. then 90 looks like 85 now. So it's just, it's crazy. I mean, what was the ultimate stuff.
1: biggest adjustment as a hitter overall? Was it trying to be timing on fastballs or the off-speed breaking ball spin? What was the crazier thing coming out of showcase? I mean, you obviously played for a big high school, but when you got to college, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make?
2: I mean, mine was probably just picking an approach and sticking to it. Yeah. I mean, in high school, there's kids here and there, but there's nobody I felt like I could – like I had to sit on one pitch, like, all right, like – but because I felt like I could pick up everything. And, like, I to this year, I was, like, trying to guess early in the season. I was, like – not guessing. I was, like, all right, I'm just going to sit fastball. and Then I would catch myself guessing, but, like, net, like towards the end of the season when I started swinging a lot better, I was I was just, like, you know, I'm going fastball until I get two strikes. Then when I get two strikes, so going – it's a uh, nut-cutting time, as we call it. So, yeah, uh, nice. I mean, every pitcher is a dude in high school, like every pitcher in college, especially with the guys we play. I mean, there's no easy arms you're going to face, really.
1: No, I'm sure. I'm sure. So when did you know it was time to commit? You're getting recruited as, like we said, you were you were getting recruited as everything by by everybody, pitcher, hitter. What year did you end up committing, so everybody
2: knows? Spring of my sophomore year, yeah. So
1: spring of your sophomore year, like what happened where you were like, this is it. I'm, I'm ready to commit. And what, how nerve wracking was it? And how does it go down for everybody? Like, what do you do? Do you make phone calls to people you don't commit to and then phone calls to your guy? And, and how do you know that? Like, all right, this is it. I'm ready to commit.
2: Yeah. It's actually just weird. I walked home from practice. High school practice was the day before playing Patriot. I got a bad practice and I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? Like, I, I was like, I need something. I was like, I need something. Like I was so angry. Like, I need something. And I walked into my house. I was like, Dad, like, and know, my mind a lot. I mean, I thought about it weeks. yeah I mean, I talked to my parents about it, but I also did a lot of thinking to myself, but like picturing, like, okay, could I play there? Like, so I just literally walked in. I said, Dad, can we go to study, and make some calls? Like, I, I, I'm ready to commit. And then my dad was like, Yeah, let's go. And my mom was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so your mom told you to slow down?
2: Yeah. Or was she, she excited? Was going, oh, mom. Oh. No, mom. I mean, she was excited, but she was telling me to. You know, slow down, no no (laughs) rush because I was still really young. So, yeah, you were young, (laughs) sophomore. But, yeah, but I mean, I mean, when I tell you that was, I mean, I knew that ECU was the place just because it's a great place. Coach Cowan's a great coach. It's just, there's nothing you can hate about it. Like, it's everything you could ever want growing up as a kid. I mean, you know, I mean, I never, I didn't know about ECU until Jake went there and I didn't realize how big of a baseball school it was. And I mean, it was, I mean, it was emotional because, my process was a little bit longer than everybody's so i mean i'll be calling coaches weekly
1: for you you talked to a lot of coaches for a long time right but yours started fast and furious at right. the end of your freshman year and then it was Ooh. big i mean like you said you had guys that jumped in that hey i think he can pitch yeah. hey and then we're yeah, hey. you you right. definitely had uh, Boatload of college opportunities, no doubt, no doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, goes back to guys in my corner. I mean, it was just tough, man, because you know, some schools I talked to since halfway through my high school season, my freshman year, and it's almost a year. I talked to them every week, every other week, and I created good relationships right there. And you know, I I so towards the end of it, let's
1: go with that. So you're talking to a guy. It's obviously very exciting. Your first whatever three or four conversations is. Was there a point at the end? when you thought i'm going to be committing to ecu and you're still on the phone talking to a school that you're pretty sure you're not going to talk to what did that obviously happen
2: like i mean i remember calls with one coach and i i got off the, uh, he didn't answer thankfully i mean i didn't mean, <laughs> in the nicest way because yeah. i left because i left him a voicemail and i was I, like i was crying and oh my man dad, yeah. I mean, my dad my dad started tearing up too a little bit and i was like I- I was like, I don't see that dude get like that a lot in my dad, just because, you know, when he knows how much it means to me and stuff and the relationship I have with that coach. And I feel like I could text him right now. He'd get back to me in two seconds. And,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I, you know what? That, well, that's one of the, the parts of recruiting process that doesn't get talked about a lot, obviously, you know, when guys get a lot of opportunities, you know, you talk talked to a lot of coaches and at the end, I mean, everyone thinks the other way where more often than not, if those colleges don't want to commit a kid, right? Like right now, Right. Whether we're, We have a bunch of juniors or seniors. We're trying to get committed and it's hard to get there and they don't find the fit. But on the flip side, someone like yourself, you just decide the fits better with East Carolina. And then you. it's one of those. I think it's one of those times where you guys really have to do the, the mature thing and you can't you know just fire off a text. And you got to go show them the respect and, and call yeah. them. But like you said, ultimately, when you're getting recruited by, you know, 15, 20 people, you can't ultimately just make phone contact. Yeah. So I, I, it's funny. I've had other guys say like I got a voice message coach. Is that, is that cool? And I was like, "Well, you probably try that one more time, but, but do, <laughs> do not a send a text. Message. But it's funny how yeah. people I've had so many other people be like, yeah, thank God I got their voicemail. I was able to leave a message, yeah. but it's tough for you guys, man. I mean, like I yeah. said, you build a relationship, you yeah. start building a relationship and then you break up. I mean, it's like a, dating a
2: girl, right? It is. It's like having a best friend. Uh, I mean, I didn't call all the coaches at once. You know, I kind of, like if I didn't, if I didn't, like something about them or just the way they hand, just something I'd kind of just tell them off or yeah like say hey I don't think it's right fit so I mean at the end I think I had to make three or five calls ish, somewhere in that range so and Tough, one of them though, was huh? oh yeah because I mean they're the top schools that I wanted to go to and you know those are coaches I had really good relationships with
1: but it all worked out for you now yeah you're, you're, you're in right. a good place now so yeah after you commit you show up on campus obviously it was 17 game whatever it was for you guys how did you feel you, that you fit in as soon as you arrived i mean i know battlefield was competitive your showcase program was competitive but what was it like first day of practice did you feel like a big dude still i mean you're you're oh, you're pretty dude. egotistical and confident i mean you oh, don't really yeah. lack in the confidence realm <laughs> so <laughs>
2: You know, I, I think it does like a little chip on my shoulder. But uh some people get the other way the other vibe where I'm just cocky. But I you know what, I don't care. I mean, I am who I am, but um it was humbling because I walked in and there's thirty five other kids in the room that could do what I did. Yeah. I felt like well, we actually had to go to summer school, so we first practice was conditioning. And it was hundred it was hundred degrees out, humid and oh man, it's and we just that was the start where we got uh we pretty much got killed all summer is what i like to say but you know we made it out you know coach goblin has got a way so and it's worked out for the past seven years he's been the head coach so i mean i and then the first fall practice uh you know i didn't really think much of it i was like like you said like i'm kind of confident i was like you know what just go out there do what you do you know be yourself don't try to do too much Don't try to B p don't try to hit bombs, just try to go ground successful where I have most success and ground balls you know, don't try to rush it just clean feet, clean hands, just go It's different though' i mean i I mean I did more in one practice than I did in the whole week in high school I mean that's not down battlefield like we did a lot of practice with yeah. pretty much all high school teams and but I mean these practices like i mean you're sitting the only time you're sitting down is for a minute when you're getting water, so doing a lot.
1: How about the the strength program? What what's that like compared to your your high school lifting?
2: I will say, athletes addiction, because that's who I worked out with in high school. They did a really really good job like preparing, but uh, I mean it's different. My trainer was great. He pushed me. Brunel pushed me to the limits, past my limits. I had to find another gear. They push you past your limits where I felt like someone needed to pick me up. Like I was hanging on to people while room because we just ran stadium, squatted did all this crazy leg stuff and i was like my legs were shaking for like the next two days i had to walk class and i, I mean it's not even just a strength and conditioning it's more it's like it's everything the nutrition you know the stretching the mobility the treatment you know it's just all goes hand in hand it's, i mean it's crazy how much more goes into it than you think because everybody thinks you know oh i'm just gonna go to the weight room and squat 405 pounds and get stronger you know it's it's yeah. so much more you got to eat right you got to do all that stuff this is my second strength coach i've had out here and he's awesome. He's, he's a really good dude. He knows what he's doing. He's, I mean, he's not just a coach. He's like a friend. Like I can go talk to him about anything and it's just, I mean, like I said, it's a different animal. I mean, you can tell I put on 25 pounds. So, uh, so what's the diet like? After?
1: What's the diet like for you? What do you, what do you, what do you shovel in and how do you do it
2: at school or now?
1: Let, let's go with school. Well, school, school. Is it probably, is it school? easier
2: probably at school to gain weight? Yes and no. Just because right after the workouts, you know, we go to our nutrition station, we get you get two protein shakes, protein bar. So, you're again, 80 grams, 60 to 80 grams of protein right after that. And then you go get a meal after that, which most of the time cookout, not proud of it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a college student. So yeah, it's affordable. It's affordable but uh,
1: what do you get at cookout? What's that? Oh. Guy, what's the go to?
2: I usually just go with the quesadillas. I just get four quesadillas, a quesadilla tray, chicken. <laughs> just, I love cheer wine now. That's the one thing I've gotten hooked on since I've been down to, in North Carolina is cheer wine. So I'll be, <laughs> crush, I'll be crushing that about daily. So uh, yeah, but the, back to the diet. The only meal I really can control when I know I'm going to eat it every day is breakfast because you have the classes and those are never going to change. And the schedule in the afternoon may change his brain or whatever and so i always tried to get a really good head start in my breakfast so i'd have about six eggs whole oatmeal with some strawberries in it and then i'll have a smoothie which would have protein vitamins minerals all that stuff and creatine that's what uh that's what really put on all my weight so okay uh, i mean that's pretty much it i mean chicken chicken's big you know i just it's cheap too you know go to chicken creatine
1: and cookout quesadillas that's that's, that.
2: the, that's the name of it right there that's, i can't beat that
1: that's that's the name of it good yeah. good stuff so you you already talked about a little bit of a swing chain gain some weight. what about is there anything else what, what have you done in college that's different for you is there any different stretching any different infield routine stuff i mean palumbo is pretty good with infield right
2: oh yeah he's uh he's incredible he's taught me so much and it's not even like i mean we haven't changed anything his biggest thing is playing low and i'm at third base and so i mean i, I feel like i have to play low I, I never thought i played high he never really got on me about it i mean was awesome i mean I, he really hasn't changed much the only thing that's different i would say is that we do a lot more stationary stuff so like we do dry balls i don't know if you ever heard of them or yeah, if sure. heard of them. so we'll go we'll have like five different spots we do forehand hand, extended backhand slow rollers routine all that stuff i mean it was different for me because and you know you're doing that you're like uh, like I, when i first did, i was like i'm getting nothing out of this like <laughs> what do you mean like so i'm like kind of going through emotions and but you know you just you can't just, make an yeah. error
1: you're not yeah, making exactly an error. <laughs>
2: exactly because like i said plumb was great he's done i mean Good. we've had one of the best infields for the past few seasons um I mean, no, there's nothing really different. It's just higher intensity, I would say.
1: High intensity, good, resume. Good. Yeah. Well, well let's go back to the recruiting process. Now that you're, you're on the inside, you knew what it took to get there, you were the consummate athlete, what do you think would be your advice to someone? If you could phone a friend back, you know, at your high school or in your showcase organization and tell them, what do people need to do to get recruited? Let's go just get recruited first. What would be your advice to somebody?
2: I mean, I was always a person like that would ask a ton of questions. Like I always I would say having the willingness to have an open mind, just soak everything in and then find what works for you and build off of that, man. Like I I mean, there's stuff that, you know, Josh Steinberg told me when I was twelve years old when I first worked with him that I still go back to today. I mean, it's crazy because it works for me. But, you know, looking back if you're a kid and you're just like no, my dad says this, like, or no, my, my coach, when I was nine years old said this, like, and you're just like, no, it's this, 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 you're never going to grow because you can't try other stuff and expand. Like, uh, I mean, I could think of 20 things off the top of my head, probably that I, I mean, that's the main thing, Have a good work ethic, being good in school, being a good student goes a long way. They care about that,
1: right? The colleges care care about that. that. Yeah, they think oh, if you yeah. if you don't care about the classroom, they think maybe you won't care about practice. Maybe you won't care about weight room. Like,
2: right. everyone knows you're going
1: to care about game day, but if you don't care about some of the other collateral stuff, that's a big deal yeah.
2: to well, the- you know, our thing is, our coach, coach always says this, whenever someone has a bad grade or something, in team meetings he'll say, if I can't trust you to handle yourself in this classroom, how can I trust you on the field? You no, know, it just goes hand in hand. Yeah, He's big on – our success on the field has directly correlated with our success in the classroom.
1: Is there anything that you think back that you would change yourself? Obviously, it's great you're at ECU. You seem like a great fit. Kendall Rogers writes articles before you do the season. Your season's really good. You're in the Cape. The Born Braves doing our planning. I mean, I know you're, your life's good. You're, you're living yeah, your best life right now. But going back through, is there anything you think you could have changed? Or did everything happen for a reason?
2: I mean, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. I mean, sure, there are things that I wish I didn't do, you know.
1: Did you have any embarrassing remember, moments or bad moments during the recruiting oh, process that you remember?
2: I remember – I mean, it wasn't – I mean, it was an embarrassing moment, but it wasn't in the recruiting process. I, I never really had any. I just had to have, make some tough calls when I didn't like. And I like to think I'm, a, like, a nice person. So it was just kind of out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like me, I mean, I got called out a couple of times because I said I'm, th- I'm thinking about making a decision soon. And so was like, well, you said you're making a decision soon. It's been four months. So, I mean, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, other than that, I, nothing really.
1: All right. So now going into ECU, you got your buddy Cunningham coming to school, huh? reuniting with a yeah. high school bud. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah, seems like oh, the environment yeah. over there is already great, but that, that that should take it to a different level for, for you on just a personal
2: little oh, yeah. side, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, me and him have been best friends since second grade. You know, we're just, I mean, uh, I'm kind of scared. You know, <laughs> there'd be some tough love there too, especially with him. Uh, I mean, I'm ecstatic to get him to get back with him on campus because he's there right now. But it's a one, I mean, not many people can say they get to play college baseball with the best friends. So.
1: Yeah, that's just, really we're just cool. going
2: to try to make the most of every opportunity we get and just go out there have fun play the game that we grew up playing together so it's going to be fun it's going to be interesting that's for sure
1: yeah good stuff well let's finish with some uh, lighthearted questions here get to know Zach Agnos right. in two minutes or less let's go with uh, All right. game day in the dugout what snacks would you
2: have because of superstition every game I have to have those Gatorade energy chews
1: what um, flavor or does it not matter oh.
2: There was one I don't even know the flavor of. I, I like the strawberry. Strawberry's great. Blueberry, blue raspberry, great. Green apple, eh. Like, I'll eat it just because I need to get them. Because we don't have choices. We just get shipments and so just yeah. take them. There's this one that's like a greenish blue. Can't think of the flavor right now. <laughs> but that's my favorite. by far. All
1: right. That's a go-to. All right. What about any other superstition you have on game day?
2: Yeah. So after BP, we have some downtime where we go in the locker room. I like to just uh, put my he- these headphones on and put my hat over my face and just meditate, breathe, just do all this stuff just to control myself, get myself under control. Cause I don't know if you remember, but I'm an emotional player when I play. <laughs> you're, and, you're, uh, you're,
1: I kind of remember you're a little fiery, little, little, fiery yeah. <laughs> <through emotion. laughs> little,
2: little, so, so, you know, I mean, I'll listen to, you know, some, uh,
1: what do you listen to? I
2: don't know if you've ever heard of Enya. Probably okay, not. Yeah. So, yeah. I but have. Oh yeah. Just nice and relaxing, you know, meditating stuff. Uh,
1: all right, well, then let's say the game wins. You you win. What yeah. do you listen to? You're not listening to Enya after the game. What do you listen oh. to when, when you're hyped and excited?
2: By myself or in the locker room. Locker I room. If,
1: if you I had the would, choice.
2: Oh, if I had the choice? Oh, I would play some fun stuff. I mean, like we play like EDM, like dance stuff, like just because we're having fun. Play some DJ Khaled. Like all I do is win as a joke because that's like what our school does. So, you know, it's fun. So.
1: And then where would you go to eat? You're going to celebrate? your mom and dad come to the game where are you going to have them take you out to eat
2: depends on the night when the games got later in conference we have double headers so we'd end at like 11 o'clock we'd always uh go hit up waffle house and get ourselves a, a nice quality meal so we kept that going and yeah. there we go We're mixing that into the diet. there
1: you're crazy oh, yeah. your waffle
2: house <laughs> yeah some <laughs> smothered covered hash rag, that's right
1: <laughs> nice nice real good stuff if if you had a pick between snowboarding or water skiing, what would you do?
2: Hmm, probably say water skiing. That's just because growing up I went to snow, I never was never the best snowboarder because and I was always scared too because I didn't want to fall, break my wrist, break my arm, or anything. So water skiing's a little safe for option and uh, so I gotta go with water skiing.
1: If baseball didn't work out and you were going to play another sport, what sport would you be good at?
2: Ah, it's tough. Because I, I used to play basketball and I was pretty good at basketball. I was Shocker. never told. I was okay. <laughs> I mean, I was okay. I was never really a good shooter. I was never really a good. I mean, I was never, I, I was just, I just was a scrappy, like, I'd get after it, get under the boards, I'd box people, I'll put elbows in people. I, you know, I was just a scrappy dude that just, like, I just flew around the court. I like to have fun. So, you know? so
1: basketball. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd say basketball.
1: All right, who's the better basketball player of all time then? LeBron James or Michael Jordan?
2: I mean, I got to say Michael Jordan. I, I know people are probably going to get upset about that. But, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, no, I think a one-on, one-on-one game LeBron takes him on and beats him because LeBron, is, he's a freak. You know, he's, he's literally made in a lab. Like, you can't. <laughs> he's you know, made know? in a lab. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's a freak. It's incredible.
1: Well, but, people back here in Northern Virginia believe you were made in a lab. Zach no, so no, there's no, a lot no, no. there's a lot of young kids here so i wish no. you, you luck there in the cape this summer buddy you've been no, uh, i
2: appreciate it
1: you've been super awesome you're the no, best got man to
2: see you, girl. no i appreciate it coach it's good talking to you
1: good talking to you subscribe to this podcast via itunes stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts please tune into our next episode and thanks for listening